Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America. This is Old School. Sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. Broadcasting veteran Derek Pearson. When you find something that moves them, that makes them smile, celebrate it. That's your task. That's your superpower. Nebraska Football Hall of Famer Jay Foreman. Rifles a pass. It was tipped. It's picked off by Foreman. He's at the 15, 10, 5. He'll score! On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. That's right. We're here. Hour two of Old School. I'm Moss Norman in the 93.7 The Ticket Studios in Lincoln. Joined by the Husker Hall of Famer on the road, Jay Foreman. Jay, what's up, man? Long time no talk. I know, man. You've been on vacation. Um, definitely deserved. And uh, I've been up uh, trying to do a little charity work, trying to spread some holiday cheer, you know. And so, yes, uh, you know, a lot going on. I hate not being in there uh, at four, uh, considering it's the first day of fall camp. But I've been listening from afar. Uh, you holding the court down like a super champion. And then also uh, it's interesting that they, uh, you know, knocked the rust off today. Absolutely, yeah. It's good to be back. Uh, DP still out of town, so we're just kind of a, a motley crew here uh, for a while. Uh, old school brought to you by the Mercado Certified Piedmontese, every type of meat and every type of cut. Let's just dive right in, Jay. Day one of fall camp. W- what do you make of it? Where are you at with it? Well, I mean, well, I mean, it's just it, well for the players and the coaches. It's kind of just getting out there and uh, you know getting your feet wet. You know, you you have excitement, a little anxiety. You know, for, from a player's uh, perspective, you know, you want to go out there and you have your, I used to call it checks and balances to make sure that uh, everything that you would like to have accomplished in the off season that you did. And the coaches want to make sure that the players have, you know, upheld their end of the deal, which, you know, they, they've obviously been heavily involved with the players. But seeing them on the field and knowing that you're playing for keeps is a lot different than um, – you know, kind of going through spring ball, even though spring ball is very important. You know, now when you're preparing, you're not preparing for a celebration per se, which I feel like the spring game is. You are preparing actually to play a football game. And it's totally different. The atmosphere should be totally different. Every play counts, every meeting counts, every rep counts, every meal counts, every, you know, weight in the weight room or rep in the weight room counts. Everything counts. Every minute of your day should be focused on being that the best that you can be for yourself and your teammates to beat Minnesota. And today is a, is a big step in the, you know, hopefully in the right direction of many uh, leading to that result. You mentioned Minnesota, and that has to be the focus. I mean, it had to have been for a while. I mean, ever since spring ball ended at the very least. Matt Rule brought up, you know, in his press conference today, they have to earn the right to walk onto the field confidently against Minnesota. If you take the odds makers, you know, word for it, Minnesota's about a touchdown favorite. But what is it that, you know, Nebraska should be confident in, you know, at the start of fall camp as they look forward to Minnesota in a month? Well, if they put the work in and done everything uh, that was asked of them from the coaches, the weight coaches, 
uh, the support staff, and then some. That's where the confidence comes. The confidence comes in, and then you know I like to say you double down on that by going out there and making it come to fruition, which is by your actions, right? You just don't, you know, it's one thing to work hard in a weight room and do just enough. Did you do more? And then sometimes you might have to push yourself a little bit more in, in camp, right? And so, um, the, you know, that's where you get the confidence from. The confidence comes from the work. Confidence comes from the intention, right? You should have an, every intention to be great. You should have every intention to be the best, not only for yourself or for your, I could say for yourself, but not only your teammates. And, and that's a good way to be somewhat selfish. Jay Foreman wants to play the best for himself, but it's not putting himself above the team. And I'm doing it because I know the best Jay Foreman or the better Jay Foreman plays is better for the defense, better for the, in my case, the linebacker crew and better ultimately for, you know, the Huskers. And so that's what everybody has to have going through their mind and it's not just showing up at practice you know yelling at teammates when they when they mess up it's picking them up when they're down it's holding yourself to a higher standard than anybody else it's you know it, it, you know it's operating individually thinking collectively and that's a hard thing for kids to do these days but the only way that they're going to be able to get on that plane you know in reality and go to Minnesota and step on that field and not only be confident, but double down on the confidence and then not catch Minnesota by surprise. It's to let them know this is a different, you know, team. This is a different player. And we are here to play for four quarters. Everybody's going to be excited those first couple of drives, right? Mm-hmm. But the reality is you got to get, you got to be ready to get and withstand their second win. You got to be, you know, withstand any type of run they go on. I mean, if they get, you know, start to get some first downs and stuff like that, that comes from pushing yourself in practice and doing the little things that lead to big things. So, um, you know, if they put themselves in that, you know, position from summer camp or, you know, summer workouts, the fall should just be an add on uh, to what they're trying to do here in a, in a few weeks when we're going up to Minneapolis and, uh, and, and they're pulling out a victory. You said operate collectively but compete individually. Is that something that guys should know how to do coming to college? Is that something that you're confident in this team doing, or will that be something that you know develops over fall camp and into later years under Matt Rule through you know cultural development, I guess? Well, I think it's a little bit of both. I think if you're a true competitor, you're not going to run from competition. Nothing comes you know in life easy, right? And so. Mm-hmm you know coming to Nebraska there's going to be good players here. And so you got to go and find a way to separate yourself or be able to um, be a, a you know player that's a plus-side player um, to get on the field. And so competition brings the best out of you. And competition, if you embrace competition, will make you do things normally that you won't do. That's why you see some guys that come here, they like competition and some will through. And that's the difference between – like I say, a champion and a chump, and and that and that's not, you know, you know they like to say who's the dog and who's not. You know, I mean, at the end of the day, I want a wolf. You know, I want somebody that's a hunt. I want somebody that's going to go off senses. I want somebody that's going to go for, you know, the juggler. I want somebody that's going to be a pack of wolves. I want somebody that's going to lead wolves. Yes, the you know the dog mentality. That's it. But I want a wolf. That means you are, you know, not catching people by surprise. You are very strategic, but very aggressive, and then you're doing it along with your teammates. 
um, and, and, and have the mentality to killer instinct. And so it's developed through practice and developed through meetings. It's a long process, you know, that they're, you know, just starting the day, but, um, you know, you got to build day by day and you can't have a, uh, you know, we can't afford to have a, you know, a bad couple of days. So you remember in like not only last staff, but in prior staff where it seemed like you would hear coming out of practice that, um, you know, one side of the ball or either special teams would have multiple bad practices in a row or the feeling coming out of uh, the first scrimmage was there's a big disparity. You want it to be very competitive. Offense wins, defense wins, offense wins a series, defense wins a series, back and forth, and build that continuity that we're going at it and we're making each other better and being the best that they can be. And you do that over and over and over. Then when you step out there against a, a an opponent, which is Minnesota in this case, which is the only opponent anybody should be thinking about, is when they bite back, you won't be caught by surprise. You will bite back harder. And so that's just uh, you know part of the habits that they are trying to form. I'm sure Matt Rule is you know is doing as much coaching, you know, physically on the field and then also mentally off the field. And so um, you know I'm assuming the coaching staff is in it together. They moved into the dorms. Um, you know, for some of the guys that I saw online, um, I'll, you know, especially in particular the defensive guys, who I think two guys are going to be huge uh, parts of the defense and the success. Nick Heinrich, he looks bigger, he looks fuller, he looks stronger, he looks way more confident. Uh, Ty Robinson looks like he's you know leaned up a little bit. You know, so for those two, which if you want to do put the barometer on, you know, maybe let's quote unquote say buy in, right? Um, those guys would be checked in the positive mark in the sense of two guys that have a lot of leeway in the locker room and have done, you know, played well or, you know, played a lot of reps over the last couple of years. They look like they have taken some constructive criticism, answered the bell, and showed up to camp in uh, good spirits and good shape. So, you know, for right now, the first day, you can't win, you know, you can't win two, ga- two days unless you win the first day. So, you know, I think they've uh, done a pretty good job. Did you guys stay in the dorms for fall camp? No, uh, unless you were a freshman. I mean, you know, listen, it's a lot different. You know, we, you know, we had two two a days, and so we look the way that they're doing it. I understand. I totally understand why you're doing it. You're trying to build some camaraderie and togetherness. We had that. I came to a team in a program that had already went through, in some ways, what these guys have went through the last few years. But actually, they won some games. But so. We didn't have to do these types of things. You know, guys were mature enough to understand that, you know, in order to be on the field, you have to make sacrifice um, and do what you need to do. And then, you know, ultimately, the competition was too thick for anybody to go out there and think that they could go, I don't know, party or not be in tune to, you know, uh, the game plan. So, you know, I think the situation was a little bit different, but I was, I, I, I like the uh, – you know, forward thinking, I guess, or thinking out of the box in order to wait to fast track. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. 
some of the things that maybe have plagued Nebraska in the in the past or the perception was. And uh, staying in the dorms doesn't help. It doesn't hurt anybody. And you know what it does? It gives these kids a little bit of dose of reality because uh, you know I think they live pretty pretty you know well in, on off campus in their you know off campus you know apartments and condos. It's good for them to be in some dorms over there and see what life is really like. And then also understand you need to go to practice, work as hard as you can, come back to the dorms, find your own fun, engaging with your teammates. You know, learning what often you know makes you know you think or or kick Jay Foreman as well. Um, I, I think bodes well. You know, you you know I will say this. You know, doing it does it lead to wins and losses? Who knows? But not doing it and not having the cohesiveness and not having the togetherness is probably a first class recipe to lose more games than you win. So they're doing everything, big or small. Um, you know, to hopefully set themselves up to be successful, not only going to Minneapolis to get in the win, but, you know, every every uh, weekend that they play, you know, on Saturdays or Friday night. So uh, you, for that right there, you got to be commendable. Or, or they're commi- you know, you got to commend them for their effort, you know, both the, the staff and the players, and being open to it. Um, I think all the anxiety of who's the coach and how the coach came in and all this other stuff, that should be out of their system. Uh, at the end of the day, they are, they are football players. If you are truly a football player, you can operate and play around any type of perceived issues that you have with the coach's situation. Because ultimately, if you love the game, that will take care of itself. That will take care of any type of nonsense that you might have to deal with. And uh, I think they have a pretty good team internally. And so now they just got to go out there and, uh, you know, you know, let it fly. Another kind of big picture question for you before we drill into some specifics, especially from Matt Rule today. You've mentioned a couple times already, day by day. As a player, when you're in fall camp, does does fall camp go fast? Because, you know, the game's on the other side. Does it go slow and each day feels like a grind? What's that kind of big picture view of fall camp like? I imagine the first couple of days go pretty quick because of the excitement. You get in the dog days of camp you know, where you, you're looking forward, and I don't know their schedule, so looking forward to maybe their first scrimmage and you're three or four days away, and then after that it might speed up a little bit. It just kind of depends on how it's uh, spread out. Now, they don't practice as much as we did, you know, as far as the right. two-a-days and the type of intensity, so it's a little different. So, you know, obviously the mentality was, was more of a, I would say, a grind, but you know, the one thing you have to do, and I was talking to somebody about this today, is that you have to be internally motivated to play football. You will practice 90% of the time to play 10%. And those 10% of games are dictated by the practice habits, mentality, and everything that you form, you know, while you are waiting to, uh, you know, get your chance to get on the field and then, you know, create the, you know, continuity to, uh, you know, win a game. And so, you know, it's a little different, you know, type of mentality, a different type of sport. But, you know, it, it gets a little long, but I also think that it can go fast because the excitement should be there. Because as a defensive player, in particular, if I was a linebacker on this team or any player on this team, every spot's open if you, you control your own destiny, right? So you're not showing up as a, a true freshman, a redshirt freshman, and having a good camp. And physically, you can, you know, you can hang X, Y, and Z, and then it's a foregone conclusion that you won't play because they are playing so-and-so, and and he is normally, you know, he's been their player. 
Well, that's not the case. Matt Rule wants competition, and if you can play on the field, they're going to give you a chance to play. And so, therefore, you know, the the, the, the days should be both short and long, but definitely uh, the lack of intensity or the intensity should be very, very high. Is there anybody on the team that should feel comfortable, you know, about their spot? You mentioned the linebackers in Henrich and, and Reimer, you know, that have played a lot of football, but they've also won as a team 16 games the last four or five years. Is there anyone on the team that's comfortable at this point? Uh, I doubt to be. I mean, you should never be comfortable. I mean, I you know, I started this for four years and played a lot. You know, I know Jason Peter, he started, you know, essentially three or four years. Played a lot. Uh, you should never, per, per se, feel comfortable, right? Comfortable leads to complacency. And complacency and being comfortable leads you to be soft. And so you should never be either of those. Um, now, you got some players that have played a lot of, you know, reps and, and done pretty well, you know, like a Luke Reimer, Nick Heinrich. You know, they, they know the ins and outs and, and what to do, right? And so they should maybe be a little bit further ahead. But when you say comfortable, you know, that could be somebody that thinks that they can go through the motions. I don't think that's the case. And to be frank, those guys that I just mentioned aren't those types of players anyway. So um, on the surface or in reality, nobody should be so comfortable that you don't work, if that should answer your question, mm-hmm. um, because of the dynamics and where you're at as far as, uh, you know, like, you know, the, the type of situation that the team's in, how, you know, you got a new coach and – uh, a whole new staff, a whole new football department. There's been a ton of turnover. The identity is different. So there is no need or no way that you can feel comfortable in this situation because everything that's happened has been uncomfortable. So if somebody is, which I don't think anybody is, but just say, you know, for devil, you know, playing, you know, devil, you know, devil out here or whatever, is that if they are comfortable, those are the type of players you won't be able to depend on anyways because, they don't have the edge that is needed to bring Nebraska, Nebraska, Nebraska back to where they need to be to be uh, respected and be in the hunt in the Big Ten West or in a, in a couple of years in the Big Ten. So it'll separate itself. I think some of the guys that have been the holdover, those are the guys that have chosen to stay. They stayed for the right reason. And uh, they'll be, I think they'll be motivated because they understand that this is, in some cases, their last year or last chance. But they can be a part of the process that will – or in the class or, you know, a player that could be a bridge player. And the reason why I say this is because at Big Ten, um, I interviewed Kurt Ferentz. I asked him about – I asked him one question, and it was very interesting, you know, how quick he answered and who the player was. And he talked about in the first season he got the brakes beat off him by Nebraska. Went 1-11 and it's starting to get a little bit better. But they were kind of in that gray area where they couldn't get over the hump, kind of like Nebraska can't get past four wins, can't be a consecutive ball team. And he said Bob Sanders, you know, the safety. And Bob Sanders was, you know, end up being an all-pro in the NFL, defensive player of the year. Uh, the injury bug really, as you know, kind of you know hurt his career. But the reason why Bob Sanders was the person that really changed his program around, and you would have never thought of it. You would have thought the numerous tight ends that went in the first round, the offensive linemen, the defensive players and, and recently the defensive backs and linebackers and all that stuff. But the way Bob Sanders went about his day as a practice player set the tone for how they played the game. The standard that he operated on day in and day out when he became a full-time starter at Iowa 
led to him to being, you know, obviously a successful pro, but it led the Iowa staff to know what they exactly have to look for in the type of players that want. So it'd be interesting to see who's hopefully that type of player from Matt Rule or players, um, and then who else starts to embody that and replicate that uh, as he starts to fill up the roster with recruiting classes. Yeah, the flip side of that, you know, comfortable and complacent, like you said, is the competition. As fall camp starts today, uh, so we're a month away from kickoff, is there a group that you're most interested in the competition for playing time in during fall ball? It's the quarterbacks. I mean, mm-hmm. look, everybody knows Jeff Sims is a quarterback, you know, and uh, it's, the, it's the most interesting uh, quarterback competition, I think, that we've had in quite some time, legit competition, and it's for the backup spot. Um, and who, who's had a good summer, who's, who's, who's actually, you know, gotten better. And because, uh, there is no more transfer portal at the last second, you know, or nothing like that, at least that I know of, but you play such an integral part on this team. It's not only being a guy that if, if Justin needs to blow, you know, he's going directly to him, but then also you are Justin's eyes and sometimes ears while he's out there playing. Right, the relationship and in, in, in the way that he operates with the starter has to be impeccable. And until somebody steps up and takes a hold of that, you know, there's a big part of the offense that needs to be established. And then the second part would probably be, and it's more health reasons, right, which leads to playing time and then continuity is uh, the offensive line slash tight end room. You know, is Gilbert going to get his waivers? It can Fedoni stay healthy? And Borkature continue to take that next step and separate himself as the number one tight end. And then the offensive line, who's healthy, who plays, and how fast can that continuity get uh, up to speed and, and use it as a springboard from spring ball. So that really sets the tone for the whole, whole team, and in particularly the offense, because the offensive line affects the defensive line and vice versa. So, you know, there's a lot of things to be had. Um, you know, in this day and time, and every day should be intense, should be, uh, you know, competition is very thick. Absolutely. That's Jay Foreman, uh, Husker Hall of Famer, host of Old School, with us here on the Allo VIP line. Let's take our first break of the show. Uh, plenty more to get to in terms of Husker fall camp. Matt Rule threw some names out there, uh, positive and negative. We'll have more of Old School next. Watch Old School live on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch. Old School with DP and Jay. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. 